Cougs house. It is August 2023, but we have a whole lot of future Cougars to talk about, including people in class of 2024, 2025, and maybe the impact of all of this conference realignment beyond that. That's a whole lot. Let's jump on in. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, a daily podcast all about your Houston Cougars. I am your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater can step by, please be sure to hit subscribe down below. That way we can lay us on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. And welcome back to the YouTube channel. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you each and every day here at Locked On Cougs. Remember, we're doing a giveaway every 250 subscribers. We've got a Locked On Cougs hat to hand out at 1500. So make sure you subscribe and like and comment to let us know you're in the contest. Uh, if you don't want to talk about recruiting and you need something else to say at the end of this one, tell us if you would rather go out in a blizzard in your bathing suit or a big mink fur coat in 110 degree texas summer heat uh also worth pointing out that at 2000 subscribers if we get there before the tcu game we're gonna be way, giving away a big 12 houston cougar football jersey in honor of the first ever big 12 houston cougar football season now we do a lot to get into in talking recruiting expansion the impact of that and some commitments in the 2025 and 2024 classes with brian smith the locked on recruiting expert so let's jump on in and talk to brian and we are joined by one Brian Smith, the official Locked On Recruiting Expert. Brian, how are you doing this fine August? It's hot outside. Uh, it's hot enough that I had a coach earlier today tell me that when they took the temperature on the field a few days ago, it was 138. <laughs> Literally. Now, it's a turf field, but that's not a good sign. No. Um, that's Yeah, I, I Played plenty of years of football, but I cannot imagine being on the field at 138 degrees. I guess that's why they build those indoor facilities and things. Um, true. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Uh, Brian, I want to talk some about conference realignment and recruiting specific to Houston. Um, but I think there's a lot of folks in Houston and Big 12 country eager to see the thing continue to grow. You mentioned Clemson and FSU and Miami and some of those Florida ACC schools, there's rumors out there about the ACC schools not being so happy with this long-term media deal. Without giving the you know the goods away on the article, if you wish to go read it at Fan Nation, uh, the All Hurricanes page on Fan Nation, but what were you trying to get across in that? Basically that there is no such thing as loyalty. <laughs> I mean, uh, Florida State in particular, they're the hottest topic, and I don't know the exact reason for this. I'm not going to really speculate although others have written complete articles about this, the president at Florida State has made it pretty clear they're, they're looking hard. And the media deal is, again, I know you've probably heard this a million times, and so have I and so have the listeners. The people that signed that thing, that's on you. It's 2036, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, who the world would – why would you project so far? What are you doing? But they're stuck in a really ugly, endless time loop. And like Florida State, for whatever reason, doesn't have the same kind of boosters you might attribute to Alabama, AM, and some other schools. And they're, yet they're trying to compete with them. 
for facilities and NIL, etc. So their way around it, the Big Ten money, like th- just think about this. With what's going on in the Big Ten, obviously they're gobbling up a lot of different places and they've got huge fan bases, etc. You're going to have schools literally like Northwestern making as much or more money than Florida State. What is wrong with that? And if you're Florida State, obviously that – I get it. The one that sticks out to me is Rutgers. As much as oh, fun God. as it is – it's fun when oh, Rutgers God. is good, but that Rutgers is making more money than a lot of schools in college football I think is driving a lot of people crazy. Um, Great money, money is not the only thing uh, involved in this, but it seems to be the, the predominant thing, so I don't want to skirt past it too fast. How does all of this – Conference realignment, these national conferences, the Big 12 in particular, is going to be in four different time zones in the uh, 2024 football season. That's in part, I guess, because Arizona doesn't do daily savings time. But, you know, um, how, how does that impact recruiting when you're playing in a national conference, in football specifically? I just had this discussion with a couple other people, and this is the quote-unquote new work in progress especially where I live in Florida, Florida kids live in a very small bubble. They have no idea what you're talking about. They wouldn't know how many time zones there are in the United States. And I'm not kidding. If you pointed to a map and said, show me Utah, they wouldn't know. It's it's just different world down here. But I I think eventually, especially parents, they're going to be like, look, son, you like coach X at school Y and that's great, but they're going to play down here once a year, maybe, you're wanting to go all the way out. You know what I mean? Like recruiting is going to have some new nuances because it's cool. Like Utah is going into the big 12. I mean, that's, that's a win right there on so many levels for the, obviously great football program. Yeah. Let's start yeah with the sure. obvious. I mean, they are coached as well as any team in the United States, Alabama, Georgia included. I mean, they, they don't have the same player, but they, they maximize as well as anybody. You get the Salt Lake media rights and all the, all kinds of stuff. But Florida's got a few kids that have went out there and stuff. They're still not going to see those kids. And I wonder about how many of them will end up coming back down to Florida or at least somewhere similar to the South because it's hard. But then you can apply that same theory to a kid from Georgia, to a kid from Iowa, to a kid from Arizona. Those are questions that I've never even thought would come up because most kids, it's one of two things. I'm going away from home or I'm going to stay real local. Well, now the same conference, like Rutgers to UCLA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, and then like the Big 12, you got West Virginia is not that far from New York. No, you it's not. You can go from Morgantown and you can go all the way out. Let's, you know what? Let's go hang out in the desert. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's insane. I don't know how do you, how do you quantify that? And again, the kids won't be the first ones. It'll be the high school coaches, seven on coaches, parents, guardians. Hey, are you sure you, you know this is cool that you want to play in this conference? But half your games are going to be over there, and this it, it's like West Virginia in particular. That is a strain, man. That's hard. It is, That's- and they managed to still play Pitt. Um, they managed to get that back on the non-conference schedule. And that was good guess, for football, by the way. That was good. Yeah, no, that's a great rivalry. And I, I like that as a start of the year because it's kind of a, you know, there are those kind of games start of the year. Um, Cincinnati's close to them too, I guess, now. Do you think that there's any difference with Texas having four Big 12? I mean, they're not close together because Texas is the state of Texas, but TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, and Houston – 
And then I guess to some degree, Oklahoma State's not far, right? Are all kind of in the same region, but then they're in this national conference. Does that yin and yang have any changed anything, or is it really just too big of a crapshoot right now to tell? I think the Texas schools still hold the advantage because you're in a major conference, but Texas, like, I mean, you live there. Most people that live in Texas have a very high opinion of Texas. That is my experience. <laughs> and uh, I mean, most of them aren't even you know, going to hide that. The point is still the same though. You're close to parents. You get to play your games about half of them within a five hour radius of where you get up and where your mom gets up. That's got to pay some dividends and you get it. Like it's, don't get me wrong. Going to Provo to play Utah or, or going to play BYU is dope, but that school is going to have to travel a ton. You know, they're not looking forward to the West Virginia trip. They can say otherwise and support <laughs> their members. They do not care. They're, they have nothing in common with them. They don't. Yeah. It's about money. So at least the Texas kids would have a little more culture and natural fit. So I think that'll help them. And this could be a, a boom for Houston, but there's a couple of key points we'll get into here in a minute on that. Well, and before we get into the other players, then my last question, but after reading what you wrote for All Hurricanes, again, you go check out what Brian writes at All Hurricanes all the time. Um, it doesn't sound like you think this is slowing down. I was going to ask, do you think this ever slows down? But it doesn't sound like you think it is. Well, there's two points to that. Number one, if you're like some of the people in the ACC and think, you know, let's just sign a 15 to 20 year deal, then it slows down. I guarantee you because of that deal being so poorly done for the schools that a lot of teams are going to think twice about making movements beyond this group. Like whenever it settles here in the next few weeks, you're probably going to see a lot of stoppage because there's just nothing left. It's math. I mean, who, who else is moving? And, and I'm not picking on the group of five schools that end up in the, whatever the PAC 12 ends up being. Nobody cares. <laughs> they yeah. don't, they don't care. Nobody cares about San Diego State. They don't. So name a Power 5 school that's not going to be done other than maybe the schools in the ACC because of the grant of rights. That's going to be their, that holding pattern, and I have no idea how you get it. That's a lot of money you got to give up short term. Yeah. I don't and it know. Could be- I have no idea. And it could be long-term profitable. Um, and, and frankly, I think there are some Big 12 schools hoping the whole thing falls apart. And then, we, you know, the Big 12 oh. in Houston could add whatever's left over, right? So if Florida State and Clemson and Miami go to the SEC, that's fine. Talk to me about North Carolina, right? Like, like there's a lot of Big 12 schools and people hoping to get some big, a bigger footprint. Um, and frankly, you wouldn't be far from adding enough states to be the Big 12 states <laughs> in some weird way. That's hilarious, but that's also <laughs> well, well done. Touche. All right. Now, before we jump any farther and talk more about uh, Jamison Kitna or the 2025 offers or things like that, we do need to talk some about bird dogs because they are the best pair of shorts or pants you can buy on the market. They are comfortable and look great. You can wear them to the gym. You can wear them to the pool. You can wear them on a date. You can wear them to podcast in front of you right now. I wear them at the front of my classroom, the, sh- the pants that is anyway. Make sure you go to birddogs.com slash locked on college to get your pants and shorts for the new school year, new football season, tailgating season is amongst us. So make sure we go and get some new shorts and pants to wear there. Like n- that good kind of fabric that's uh, good for hot weather too. So make sure you go and get those 
I have mine on right now, but I'm not going to stand up and tell you that you should wear them because that'd be me putting my pants into the camera. What I will say, however, is that you should go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, enter that promo code locked on college for a free white hat like the one I have on right now, like the one Brian has on right now as well. He's chuckling off screen. Um, so make sure you go check that out and get a free hat with locked on college. It's birddogs.com slash locked on college today. Um, I want to talk when we talk about other states and you know foreign recruits and, and things like that. Uh, the the big signing on August first was a name that was familiar to many um, from I guess his time bouncing around the league, but a kid that I I don't think many realized was gonna, could have the same kind of impact that he may end up having, and that is one Jameson Kitna, son of John Kitna. Uh, Jameson comes in as a first commit in the class of 2025. He's officially in high school now, I guess, in Ohio, but he did attend some high school, some of his high school in Burleson, Texas. So there's that connection as well. Uh, obviously, father John Kitna being the long-term pro kind of career journeyman, uh, I guess spent some time with the Cowboys would be the Texas connection there. Um, first impressions on Jameson, and then I want to ask you also what he means, do you think, for the class. But what were your first impressions on Jameson? He's a pretty darn good athlete. That's the first thing. Uh, his video showed him taking off on a fake, going around the end. And I'm like, oh, he can scoot. It always helps if you can take off and make plays with your legs. It, it just does. Obviously, you got to be smart about it, but that's important. The other thing was he can throw it deep. He can take something off of it. You can tell he's a quarterback's son. He gets it. There's a few kids that I know have guns. But when you're 10 yards from somebody, don't don't kill them. Uh, this kid understands taking some velocity off, and he's got a little understanding of the position. That's a pickup that's very unique because I don't know much about him. I didn't know he was a recruit or whatever, but I don't even know where Burleson, Texas is. I've heard of it, but, you know, that's <laughs> what, whatever. But he's obviously a pretty good player if a guy that runs an air raid offense wants him on his team. So that's the other thing to look at. What is it? So, having done recruiting broadly for a long time now, um, when you see, I mean, August first for the twenty twenty five class is a big deal because the first day the coaches can make the initial contact right with kids, and to have a commitment on August first from a quarterback um, with a you know a pedigree where his dad did play, you know, he's working with pro trainers and that kind of stuff. What kind of things can Houston fans look forward to in the rest of that class? Now they have a fairly important position kind of nailed down. Uh, not fairly. It is the position. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just true. Um, I would say it's it's a really good sign for them because you can sell. We have an NFL quarterback son, and he you can watch the film. He's he's a good player. Why don't you come here and play with us? The Big Twelve it just got better. The league's going to be very dynamic. I think it got better. I mean, especially with the U Utah is a very important deal because that yeah. gives them a team that could make the playoffs really quick and do something. I mean, that, you know, that, that matter. They need somebody to win a playoff game pretty quick once 24 gets here. But anyway, they're going to have a chance to build on a class with Texas kids. Like we're going to talk about North Shore and some of these other, if you're going to get some of those kids, you need a splash, getting a splash at quarterback right out of the gate. Can't do any better than that. Houston has got an incredible tradition at the quarterback position anyway. You know, Klingler and Ware and different guys, but this is this is really unique because they're getting him in like freaking early August. That's a lot of time before he signs, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he's a 
maybe he's a pie piper. I don't know his personality. This is also important. Is he the guy that's going to call kids, text kids? Because when a quarterback is aggressive in recruiting to help the staff, that's huge. I, I have no idea. But there's a chance, man, with his name and his recognition, they get a few kids they wouldn't normally get. It is a big deal. Well, and you mentioned Pied Piper. Um, and and moving into the 2024s, because, frankly, we should probably make sure we reiterate that Jameson is a 2025 <laughs> recruit. That's and right. so that impact might take some some time. Um, but in the 2024s, I think a lot of Houstonians were kind of hoping – uh, that Mo Williams, Maurice Williams, out of uh, Shadow Creek, um, the safety that flipped from LSU was going to be that Pied Piper, right? He kind of, and, and then there were a handful of commitments that came right after him. And it's been kind of quiet on the 2024 front since that. Now, some of that is those kids are all getting ready to play their senior year of high school. And like, you know, they have other yeah. things on their mind and, and what have you. And some of it's bluntly, Houston also started practice. Like they, they've, they've got other things going on too at the moment. Um, the big, I think the next domino fall looks like is going to be Levante Johnson out of North shore high school. Now Houston currently has one 2024 kid from North shore, um, a tight end named Caleb Thomas, um, who's a three-star tight end. I think, you know, if you start for North North shore, you might be at least a three-star like that might be that kind of a program. Um, First of all, any thoughts on Levante Johnson and his play? He's a safety uh, list as a three-star kid on some, four-star kid on other places. What do you know about Levante? I just think he's a really good athlete, first off. He, he's raw, technically. He plays some corner, some bump man-and-man. -man. He, he can come downhill from safety. They move him around, which is also a good sign. Number one, he's experienced in multiple spots. But number two, that staff at North Shore has figured out, okay, this guy is a little bit different than some of the other kids that we might have in the secondary. Let's take advantage of that. I don't know if he's going to be a safety or a corner long-term because he's got so much technical work to do, like 99.9% .9 of the high school kid. But you can't teach his length and his explosiveness. So if they're going to get a kid like this, I don't know where he's going to start, but barring something unforeseen, he's going to be a multiple-year starter for the Cougars. And that's all you can really ask for especially like you and I talked about when I first came on this show until they start getting kids from North shore, start getting kids from like Cy Falls, Katie, you know, Paytow and all these schools that are turning out SEC. They have to get some of those kids. They have to get some of them. And this is a great example of that. This kid could play in the SEC. If you get him, you help your program. He, he's an SEC kid. And based on um, his top, whatever list, it looks like he wants to stay close to home. And, and I think that Houston plays, you know, an interesting role in that because if this was some kid from the DFW Metroplex, I don't think they'd have the same kind of inside track on him. Right. But instead being just from so close, it seems like based on the places he's listed as high on his list, he wants to stay in town or stay in state anyway. Um, as you look at this, Houston still has just the seven committed in 2024. They may pull in Levante Johnson and they may have a domino of two or three in the coming days and weeks. That's still a class of 11 or 12 guys at best, right? Um, what, because once the season starts, I would hope most of the Houston coaches are focused on winning football games in the present tense. Um, what does, what does that mean for the football program going forward? If they, get into the season with just 10 kids in the 2024 class. 
Well, there's a lot of things you can do. The junior college ranks are something I think they'll hit. <clears throat> I, I also think that Houston, because of its location, the portal is a little easier. <clears throat> Whether it's a kid coming back home or it's a kid that just wants to go to a school that's got some social environment, Houston's a pretty attractive option. And they're in the Big 12, which means Power 5 now. So, like, UCF has been splitting high school and transfer portal about equally in the roster improved. I don't think Houston short-term will be any different long-term. I think Houston, because Houston's a better city than Orlando, Orlando's really good, but Houston's even better for high school football. Houston will be more 60, 40, 70, 30 long-term. If things are going well, and they have the right kind of head coach. I mean, five years from now or whatever, you should be able to recruit more high school kids where your staff develops year after year of especially o-line and quarterback if you can it, it i know it's hard because kids leave you got to try to keep as many kids in your system so when a player leaves the next kid it's not a huge adjustment you mentioned ucf and i'll get you out here on this the frankie arthur the new running back commitment to ucf we mentioned keeping kids in houston he is he is from Conroe, Texas. That man went to Conroe Oak Ridge. <laughs> and so I think there are some people looking at that like, huh, you know, did Dana miss out on one? Now I would point out that they have a very talented freshman uh, in like current freshman, uh, Parker Jenkins from the Houston area. There are a lot of lot a lot of good running backs in the Houston area. You cannot get every single running back in the city of Houston. There's just not enough roster spots. However, <laughs> should should Houston fans be alarmed that a Houston area kid is going across the Gulf of Mexico to another school that's going from the group of five to the power that's doing the exact same thing. I don't know what to make of individual recruitments anymore because so many kids make random selections. I don't know. UCF has done a tremendous job with running backs the last few years too. And they have a run heavy offense. It's probably pretty easy to sell that being the case. It is odd. So I, I know flat out, from talking to Gus, because I used to cover UCF, they wanted to get a few kids in Texas a year. I mean, you don't have to get too many outside of the Florida, Georgia region where they're at, because quite frankly, it's just that good. But if you're going to play in the state of Texas, like you mentioned, how I many is there four or five schools in the state that are going to be big? I mean, you're going to be there anyway, so you got to recruit it. They're going to get one or two. It'll be random. So I, I would put it off as basically an anomaly for now. Fair enough. Um, Brian, you do do national recruiting stuff, but with a a very like unique look at it as a Florida guy. Where can people find you, your work, your stuff, and what are you doing lately? Uh, I've been concentrating a little bit more on the YouTube page. It's at FBScout underscore Florida on YouTube or Twitter. Um, same thing with my Instagram page. I don't mess with it as much, but YouTube, it's going to be very interesting. I've been doing some notes on how I do this conference alignment in correlation with the recruiting i've got a, a a big one coming i just i want to before i post it i know that if i wait just a little bit longer there'll be a couple more i can just do one podcast instead of doing one in 10 minutes later because <laughs> that's yeah. a couple of buddies of mine have been in that like they, as soon as they posted something an announcement happened and they're like oh come on you know and i get it that's very frustrating i don't want to be that guy too so <laughs> the stanford and cal stuff with the acc and, and come on it's just this is awesome. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at, brother. Gotcha. Thanks, guys. FB Scout underscore Florida on your social media handles and on YouTube. Thank you so much for coming on today, Brian. 
Thank you very much, sir. All right. Thanks so much to Brian for coming on today. It was good to talk future Cougs. And he's optimistic. I think we should be too about things going on in the future with the Big 12 and recruiting and Houston specifically. While it may not be slowing down, that expansion stuff that is, I do think it's worth pointing out that the state of Texas, as he mentioned, is in a very unique spot in the recruiting aspect of this landscape. Make sure you go follow him and all his things. Follow me and all my things at Painsworth 5 It's P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-5-1-2 on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, any of your social media handles. I am at Painsworth512. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Locked on Cougs is a private Locked on Podcast Network. I'm going to recommend for a second listen, Locked on Big 12, because Drake is having a ton of fun with that one. You might not have liked him when he was not on our team as a Baylor guy, but when he's on our team as a Big 12 guy, that dude is a ton of fun. Make sure to check out Locked on Big 12 next. Thank you all so much, Locked on Cougs, private Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs. It cut off my finger again, you said? I'm working on it. I'm getting better at the screen thing. I'm working on it.